Welcome to uh, this week's Catalog and Cocktails. This is Tim Gasper, Director of Product over at Data.World, also joined by Juan Cicada. Hey, Tim, how are you doing? Let's go see if uh, we start people joining in little by little. Come on. All right. Sounds good. So just so everyone knows, Catalog and Cocktails is a uh, weekly hangout where we have a tasty beverage in hand and some good conversations around data. So please post your questions and your comments in the chat. We'll be uh, watching that as we go along and uh, kind of having a conversation about things. Um, also, uh, we have a Slack community. So if you go to slack.data.world, um, you can sign up for our Slack community. We have a channel in there called uh, Catalog and Cocktails, uh, which you can find pretty easily. Uh, or obviously, you can you know find us on uh, social media. Um, I'm at Tim Gasper. Uh, Juan is at Juan Cicada. And uh, you know we're, we're watching the Catalog and Cocktails hashtag also. There you go. Yeah. So um, actually, what was funny is that I think uh, last, well, first of all, cheers, Tim. Cheers. Cheers. Why should I let me pour something? <laughs> what a, I have nothing in my cup. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just, uh, it's, it's, I wanted to sit outside today and it's so, uh, it's so freaking hot already here in central Texas. Yeah. What is it right now? Is it like 90 something right now? 90 something. But, anyways, cheers. So this is a cheers. nice fresh gin and tonic. And I had blueberries that were going bad. So, like, why not? So, very cool. It looks like you got quite a few blueberries in there, actually. I put a bunch of them in there, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, so last, after last week, which again, we're doing this crazy thing, and uh, people were, we got a couple of emails and, and friends contacting us saying, hey, we actually thought that we were going to be able to have like a real happy hour and stuff. So um, we decided to, go, we're due to popular demand, we're going to actually go do a real, let's call it an after party. Uh, I'm going to put it here in the, in the chat for everybody. Um, chat um we are going to have our zoom little zoom party zoom after party. virtual networking virtual networking that's the link uh yeah please don't post it on social media well or, or i don't know we don't want any zoom bombing or anything but uh yeah feel free to share with anybody you know i mean after we have our chat here we're just going to jump into that zoom and then literally it's just everybody unmuted and it would be great to kind of get people together and chat whoever's going to be around yeah, absolutely. And I'll, I'll post a little thing in here of uh, a little more information about our Slack and stuff. So yeah, last week, uh, we had a, a pretty good conversation about, um, uh, about, you know, the data sort of landscape versus the metadata landscape. And, you know, what do these things mean? How did we get into sort of a, a complicated situation that we're in right now? Um, and we talked a little bit about sort of uh, this whole crawl, walk, run methodology of like, how do you how do you tackle data problems in an, in an iterative way? Yeah, in, a, in, in one of the messages that was don't boil the ocean. That's why you want to be able to crawl, walk, and run. And I think, so what we were chatting about um, and kind of what we want to go do today is like, what does that actually mean, right? So we kind of talked about it at a high level. And, and so let's literally ground that in reality. Like, so what does that mean? And we wanted to kind of share with everybody our point of view of what crawl, walk, and run means and actually show you how we actually do it in data.world. And I know we've, and I really don't want this to be a sales pitch, right? This is not a sales, salesy webinar stuff, but we are, have this mentality of, of, we have our point of view and we do want to take the advantage of sharing it with everybody and kind of seeing, you guys can actually see what we mean by, by it. Like it's not just blah, 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 it's actually go do it. So 
um, that's, that's our plan for today. And, and then after that, we'll just head off to the other Zoom and, and be able to um, just have that chat with everybody. Um, so crawl, walk, and run. I, I think, um, first of all, one of the key things that I see that is, mi that is missing in enterprise data management is people, right? I think it has always been centered around the technology. It's always been centered around actually creating software, which is made for like one type of persona. And it's only for like the, the IT folks and the people are not like, like everybody who's part of the organization is not part of that process of data. I mean, even look at I mean, enterprise software itself is pretty ugly. <laughs> uh, it doesn't have that commercial look that like consumer look and feel. So I think that's one of the things that is, that, that, is missing and that's we believe it's a big part of enterprise data management yeah i think you know everyone's always talking about how you know we've come so far in terms of data technology and yet so many people still you know don't understand or are not engaged in the data conversation right we talk about things like data literacy for example right and data inclusion data participation uh, data democratization, right? And so um, I really, really like what you're saying there about people being people being essential, right? And, and starting with that in mind, and how do you get people engaged and involved uh, with data, and then and then start to iterate from there. I, and so a lot of the conversations that we see people having, and actually, even with folks that we talk to that are in this build versus buy, right? They want to go build and they feel that they're that they can't find a product that is out there. So they're going to go build it. My concern is that they'll probably fail because of the people aspect. They are going to, they're not UX designers, right? They're not going to go hire a design team to come up with, build the software that's actually usable by everybody. Uh, so I, I think that aspect of having people on board and knowing who is your audience and knowing who are the personas, right? I, I think I put them in two camps. You have this, the data producers, right? You're like your data engineers, your data stewards, and the data consumers, right? Your, your data analysts, your, 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 your data scientists, and they're very different personas and, and they're gonna interact with data completely different. And, and are we actually creating the tools to help them interact in the way that they can solve their, solve their problems, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that, that that's kind of one center thing around uh, that's, that's crucial to the crawl, walk, and run. So who are the people involved in the crawling, the walking, the running? Um, so on the crawling aspect, I think for us it's, we want to know what data we have. I mean, that's the common question. We don't even know what data we have, right? Yeah, just to get visibility, right? Yeah, so, so, and that is actually just knowing what are the databases that I have, knowing what, what are the, how many tables are in my databases and how many columns and, and all the data types and like just the basic metadata information, I think is, is the first thing you wanna be able to go get. Uh, and even within that, you wanna make sure and not boil the ocean because it doesn't mean that you gotta go in and get every single database within your organization from the beginning but start out with the metadata first so I, that, that that's that's our point i don't know anything you you want to add there tim no i think that's right i think that just getting visibility on things is the big starting point right and i think when people talk about especially our space they talk about data catalog and they're trying to understand you know where do i start with a data catalog it usually starts with you know, let's let's connect to our data lake. Let's connect to our you know um, our you know our dashboarding system or something like that, right? So like, what are all the tables? What are all the dashboards? So now I now I have visibility, right, on what's there. 
Um, and that's, that's, and even if you can speed up the the discovery process, just seeing what's there, that's that's a big piece, right? That's the first piece. And that's the other thing. It's not just kind of crawling. The crawling is not just the the, the tables and columns of the database, right? You yeah. want to be able to catalog your dashboards around your your Tableau dashboards, Power BI dashboards. And I think another aspect you want to go catalog is the actual terminology, your your business glossary. That's another thing that you want to go catalog. So this is all at the metadata level. So you want to be able to go gather all that information and then see how that is connected, right? So you start like, oh, so we all start, this is the example I give all the time, right? Oh, we all start using this term order. What does order actually mean? Like, where do people actually get their information about orders? Let's actually document. And even if we have multiple versions of the definition of order, let's have a place where we actually start documenting them and we realize, oh, there's different departments calling it different ways. And what are the dashboards that are connected? So you start getting all that information on the on the metadata level first. I think that's the crawling step. Let's go do that. Uh, but again, don't boil the ocean. You want to have kind of a business use case around it instead of going to, let's go catalog all the dashboards in Tableau and kind of like all our tables and all our databases that we have. Yeah, that's another way you can kind of screw things up, right? Is if you um, you say, oh, you know, I've got 90,000 tables in this data lake or something like that. Let me put all of that into the data catalog or something like that. And now, and now people are having to wade through all of that. And now you're trying to develop a stewardship program. And you're like, oh my God, we got to assign stewards to 90,000 tables and you know, so on, right? Yeah. So I think that, so that first step, if you align it around a business, the, the, a, a business question, a business problem you want to go address, a particular business unit, and then you go figure out what are the, the databases that are needed to address this business problem. And you, you catalog that. What are the dashboards? Let's get the terminology around that. So get so you're you're getting all that metadata from from data from analysis from your your glossary terms. Let's get that first, and then the next thing that we see our, our customers going through and and kind of the hypothesis is, okay, now that I know what data is there, right? I got a better understanding. I know who I need to go talk to and stuff. Well, I need to go do something with the data. I need to go access the data. I need to go literally physically query it and go do something with it, and that's the next step. Yeah. That's that's the walking step, right? When I actually am able to access the data and go query it and go use it. Yeah, I think that's that's a really important thing because you know we've we've heard a lot of different folks. I feel like that have started to do you know whether it's data cataloging or you know in the past just calling it sort of data management, right? Um, figure out where things are, kind of track things from a metadata standpoint. So maybe you're starting to make it easier for people to find something. But then the next thing they need to do is they need to get access to it, right? And usually what happens then is that, oh, they're emailing somebody like, hey, like, how do I get access to this? It's like, oh, well, uh, you know, you, you need to talk to Bob. Bob's not in right now. He's on vacation. But, you yeah. know, his boss is Sarah. You should talk to Sarah, right? And, and all of a sudden, you know, six weeks later, you're still trying to get access to the data, right? So, so, so in that crawling step, you really, you, you tried to address the situation of all the emails going around. I need this data. Who has this data? I mean, I mean, I've seen threat. People have shown me threads of emails going back and forth, trying to find the right data. So now we kind of eliminate, we can, if you go crawl and get all that metadata information, you eliminate going through all that email pro uh, threads of finding the data. But now you say, okay, let me go access the data. And it's just so funny. It's like, now you go back to emails, like, okay, here's a spreadsheet. There you go. But then you get a, a, an old copy, you don't know how up to date it is, so forth. Or you kind of have uh, on one screen in your computer, your, the metadata information about what these columns mean. And then another screen you have I don't know, SQL Server Management Studio, where you now know where the data is and you go run the query. 
And then you have in another screen, you got Snowflake and you got the query here. And then guess what you do? You go download the, the results of your queries and you have two spreadsheets and then you do, I mean, it, what do you mean? Then spreadsheets, you can do like almost boring key relationships uh, or uh, how many, I always ask this to people is how many rogue access databases are in your organization? I mean, people don't know, or they're, they're afraid of asking that question because I mean, God knows if some, we were, I was talking to somebody else once and they said like right now it's even more dangerous because at least that access, that rogue access database is on somebody's computer and that computer is in our building. So technically it's kind of safe, but now those computers are at people's houses. So literally there's data. We have no idea where it is. <laughs> that yep. can get really, really scary. That, that's huge. Yeah. Security. And I feel like for companies like ours, I'm not going to, uh, uh, you know, incriminated us too much over at data. <laughs> but uh, I know we're pretty spreadsheet happy, right? And so like, uh, you know, Google Sheets, you know, we've got like, oh, there's that data in Snowflake. It's like, oh, cool. Well, let me pull down a CSV or something like that, you know, you know, using data.world. And then it's like, okay, now I'm going to upload that to a spreadsheet. And now I'm going to do some things on a spreadsheet. And, uh, and you get all this sort of uh, proliferation of data, right? That's just a snapshot in time and stuff. So it gets pretty messy. Yeah. So how do you avoid that, right? And I think that's the next step is saying, okay, now that I know, now that I crawl in what my data is, I can find my data. Let me go access that data. Uh, and, and you really want it ideally to be in the same way, like in the same platform, your same tool you're doing uh, and be able to go access it. And then ideally, I want to be able to kind of combine. And I think that's where you start, you, you see different tools for it, right? You see traditionally data federations have been out there, data virtualizations or other tools to go do this, right? And, but that's kind of these data virtualization, data federation tools are in the data management space. And then you have a lot of tools which are just pure metadata. And I think kind of this data catalog space is just kind of been in this data in the metadata management. And then so they have the separation. But I believe that we really need to be starting to connect all these two, these two things together. So crawling is managing, getting your metadata, trying to find your data. Then walking is now that you found your data, let me go access it and go do stuff all together and having the way it's all connected. And then finally is that all this stuff needs to be connected, right? So I can go do, I can manage my metadata somehow and then get some other data management tools like virtualization federation tools, but then they're completely disconnected. And ideally these things should be connected. The metadata and the data should all be connected. And I think that's like the grand Nirvana within enterprises that you are able to go do this. Um, and that's what we should strive for. If we do not do this, we're going to continue having our silos of, not just our silos of data, but having our silos of metadata and so forth. Yep. No, I feel like, you know, this, this vision resonates a lot with what we think about over at data.world, right? Thinking about the sort of, you know, the metadata aspects, you have to get visibility, right? You have to understand what's out there, um, both on the data and the anal analysis side. Um, and you want to be able to empower data access, both for reasons of, you know, that's part of the reason why the process slows down is you're waiting for access to things, uh, but also because um, you don't want things to proliferate, right? You want to keep the data sort of consolidated, curated, so you can really ensure that it's high quality so that uh, people can put it to action uh, and then connecting those things together, right? And, uh, and obviously in our case, it's, uh, it's uh, combining it in a graph, right? Everything's together in the graph, so. And then that's where all the governance stuff comes in that you need to, who has access and all that stuff. But you want to really have a way to enable people to, to understand that. And you want to be able to have, how can you audit, right? 
if you're not connecting data and metadata together, right? And the people, you want to be able to say, hey, this person asked for request of this, they were they gave access at this time, they ran these queries, like you want all that information to be connected. So exactly. Uh, that's our vision. I mean, that's how we believe it. And that's actually what we've been doing at data.world all along. So, um, I mean, so I think I'd love to share, show the people a little bit of, of what everything we just talked to and how we actually materialize it. Right. Cause we think it's not just blah, blah, blah. We can actually do this and let's go share with, with everybody, our point of view. Now people may agree or may not disagree. And hopefully the folks who disagree will stick around and we can have that chat later on. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm curious, uh, you know, as people are kind of hearing me and Juan talk about this, feel free to chime in on the chat and, uh, and give what some of your thoughts are on you, what you think is critical around sort of a crawl, walk, run uh, approach to, uh, to metadata and data management. Um, obviously, you're hearing a little bit about, you know, how we think about this and, and obviously that people are very critical. And, and we'll actually do a, a deep dive on people and personas. Uh, we're thinking maybe a couple of weeks from now, we'll do a session that's completely just focused on uh, on yeah. personas because that's a very interesting topic. Um, but yeah, maybe it makes sense for us to actually go and, and kind of show off, you know, data.world a little bit. You know, we'll just do a little quick five minute demo, just showing off a few things. How do we connect data uh, with metadata, right? And, uh, and, then kind of, uh, and then kind of wrap it up from there. Cool. Let me go ahead and share my screen here. Now, in the meantime, I'm going to go, so C-Dub just asked a question, isn't this the reason for, for data warehouses? And I'll say, yeah, that, that's been the vision of data warehouses. But I think the, the issue with data warehouses is that the data, the metadata continues to be disconnected. I mean, and people try to boil the ocean all the time. I mean, you, a data warehousing project is six months and a million dollars. And, and, and you try to gather all the requirements and go do this stuff. I think that's the problem right there. Um, and I think we that's what we need to revisit right now. We can go into the details. So hopefully you'll stick around for the, for the after party. We can chat more about this. Yeah, absolutely. Can, can you see my screen? Yes. All right, sweet. So, um, you know, here I'm in data.world and, you know, when we, when we first go into data.world, obviously this is uh, sort of a different experience than you normally think about. And, and this goes back to that whole point about people are crucial. Um, you know, obviously you see a person's face like front and center, right? This is actually a very social platform. So being able to have, you know, profiles and things like that, where you represent yourself and uh, the different, uh, the different data sets and, and things like that, that you're accessing the things that you're doing, right? The idea of it being a people centric platform, we think is pretty important. Um, but, you know, just thinking about sort of crawl and walk, Right. Usually the first thing about crawl is, uh, is, is, is searching, it's discovering, it's finding what's out there. Uh, and one of the first things that, you know, we try to do when we use data.world is, is make it easy for you to find information. And the first way to do that is, is, is this newsfeed, right? Like, you know, people every day are using things like Facebook and they're using Twitter, right? And, uh, and they, you know, are getting updates and they're trusting the algorithm to tell them that these are the things that are most interesting to you. Right. And so, we, we've, been, we've taken a little bit of a similar approach on, on this whole front page view and, and even kind of to the point of having, you know, groups and things like that, right? Like Bob, he's, he's part of an analyst group. And so he can things, see all the things that analysts are doing. Um, another part of it, in addition to sort of a social experience is more of the sort of uh, browse experience, right? And so, you know, data analysis, glossary terms, you heard Juan talk about some of those different different types of information that you might bring into a catalog. And, and that's some stuff that we're, that we're sort of representing here as well. 
And then uh, the third piece, you know, uh, other than sort of social discovery and sort of browse discovery, right, is, uh, is around search. People, people depend on search for being able to find uh, different assets and being able to, to, to search for the things, the answers to the questions that they're looking for. Um, and in this particular situation, you heard Juan mention like orders, for example, imagine that you're trying to figure out, you know, the orders in your organization, you want to do some like shipping cost analysis or something like that, you need to look at the shipping orders, um, to be able to do something like type in order and search for that across all of the different things in your company from, you know, your data to your analysis, to the terms that are using that you know, to even things like comments, right? Like what are people saying about orders? Now, Juan, you would, you would add anything to that? No, I think that that's another thing. You want to be able to have good search over all of your different types of assets that you're, that you want to go, that you're cataloging, right? This is this first time. Let me go find what I have. It'd be cool. If you go into order, then that, that's when you go, if you click on order, you start seeing this is the information that you're going to go get about a business term order. Exactly. Right. And here I came in through the discussion, obviously. Right. But here is the sort of main page for an order term. And you can see, like, for example, in a given company, you may have, you know, a concept of order, a definition, especially when you're searching for data and you're searching something as simple as order. Maybe what you're really trying to do is understand even what data is out there around orders and what even is an order. Right. How do we how do we measure and determine an order in our organization? And how does that compare to other ways that we might define it, right? So here you see like order in the context of sales, but that might be different than like how the operations team talks about orders or how the accounting team talks about orders or even how the, the warehouse team talks about it, right? Um, things like, you know, how do I calculate it? How do I, you know, what's the metadata around it, right? Is this a PII? Is there, you know, uh, do I have to have an NDA if I want to use this? You know, there's all sorts of different things that are at that crawl layer, that metadata layer of, you know, I'm trying to understand this. Uh, and then obviously, you know, the, ac the actual analysis and tables that are associated with it. So here you can see like, you know, product dashboard, you know, if I click that, I can see, oh, you know, there's this uh, Tableau dashboard here that, uh, that uh, somebody created in Tableau that's about product data, right? Um, or, you know, uh, the data itself. So here I see this retail order table, right? And so uh, I might click on that and I'll, now I'm not getting metadata sort of on the, uh, on the term, on the business concept, but here now we're looking at metadata for uh, an actual data asset. This is a table in Snowflake, uh, our data warehouse, where we're looking at, you know, okay, this is, this is order data. Um, it's been approved. I can see sort of the different columns that are part of this. So this is all part of that sort of that crawl step, that metadata access step. Uh, even things like lineage, right? What's the high-level lineage of that given thing? Yeah, so this is all that lineage part is of that metadata stuff. We should we should talk we should talk one day about lineage. This is another interesting thing. Like everybody's talking about lineage, and and people everybody wants lineage, and and everybody wants to see a cool graph about it. But it's interesting to see what people actually want. What are the problems they want to go solve for lineage? But so this this reminder, making note, we should talk we should talk spend one day talking about data lineage. Yeah, we have kind of a unique point of view on, on lineage. So that's, that's a good one for us to talk more about. And, and, and you can imagine when you talk about lineage and relationships and linked data and all these different things, they have interesting overlaps and they have interesting sort of use cases where one is right and one is not, right? And so that there's, there's a whole bunch to, to talk about there. Um, now, so that's all kind of on the metadata side, right? You know, you, you find, you're searching for data, whether it's more of a social experience, a browse experience, a search experience. 
Um, and you know, you, you're searching for terms, you're searching for concepts, you're searching for the data itself, maybe analysis, right? Have people already analyzed this in the past? That's all part of that. But then usually the next step after that is usually around access, right? Uh, and so this concept of being able to actually visualize and, uh, and, and sort of uh, access the data through a platform, uh, we think is pretty important as well. And it really gets you more to that walk step, that, that sort of data access step. So if I click on, you know, uh, virtualized data from Snowflake, you can see that this one table is actually a part of, you know, over a hundred tables that are part of a, a data set, right? Something that is, you know, all the e-commerce data from our Snowflake data warehouse. Uh, and there's all that same sort of metadata around this, but now we're really looking at this more from a data perspective, things like, okay, you know, uh, I see that there's this table here, this asset table, I can see that there's this category table, right? And uh, I can even go in and actually explore this data directly. So if I want to actually see what that underlying data looks like, I can do something like, hey, let's pick like a customer, customer here, right? And I can see that, oh, this is a list of all the customers that this company has uh, and sort of different IDs to sort of join that against other information, right? So you can kind of see how, um, how you're sort of bridging the gap here from sort of metadata to data itself. Um, also things like, you know, shape information and stuff like that. You can imagine that when you, when you're actually accessing data, now you're actually getting, getting to look at and analyze the, the underlying data itself. Now, uh, just to sort of tie this back to, uh, metadata, you know, um, there's this concept of the data dictionary, right? And all of these, uh, different tables really were derived from, uh, from the, uh, you know, the metadata itself, right? So like, for example, we have this asset asset um, table here. And even though we're kind of looking at it from a data perspective, if I want to go and, you know, add a description to this, and I want to edit this and go and sort of uh, uh, edit this metadata, then you can see, you know, this is this is metadata stored in our meta store, and I'll hit continue. Uh, and it'll take me straight back over to that metadata asset in the data catalog. So you can kind of see how, you know, you've got that that metadata layer, you have the data layer, and the two are really connected. And, uh, and they should be because that's what's going to allow you to move seamlessly between those two worlds and, and sort of build your knowledge up from there. Yeah, and that was, that was a, a quick sneak peek there. I mean, I mean, hopefully uh, people kind of realized our point of view here within seeing it within our tool, but that's just our point of view, right? I mean, different companies, different people have different approaches to this. Uh, so we were just kind of wanted to share physically how we actually do this. Um, so yeah, and we have a, a lot of other sort of aspects that we'll, you know, we'll probably pepper into some future conversations, but this is at least a starting point where you can kind of see how, you know, just a small aspect of our platform maybe, maybe solves some of these things or helps with some of these things. Yeah, because a lot of things that we do here, we have really cool virtualization and federation technology that we've developed uh, so it enables us to take a, a, two, a snowflake database and a postgres database and a spreadsheet and query it all together uh, and i think that's because that's what we should want to that, that's what we should strive to go do all right and you want to be very agile about that but um, exactly and there's a whole it, governance layer here too that we won't get into today but imagine you didn't want somebody to have access to this virtualized data set right it's like hey i don't want them to just dive right into it i want them to request access to it right hey so we're getting uh, that that was Kind of perfect on time it's almost 4 30 here so um well that's kind of what we wanted to go to i mean we can obviously always keep chatting more and that's what we're going to go do now so uh 
let's kind of let's wrap this up and let's uh, whoever wants to join, we can go to that Zoom um, that Zoom link. Let's put it over there again, just in case other people join. Yeah, I went ahead and posted it one more time just for folks. Uh, we got a, a Zoom link there. So we'll, we'll hop over to that and, uh, and we'll be able to network in person. Um, next week, we're, we're planning to actually have um, our CTO, Brian, talk a little bit. Um, I don't know if Juan, you want to tease a little bit about what yeah, that's about? So, so, yeah, no, it, so again, I don't, I'm really insistent. I want this to be a salesy, pitchy type of uh, event. Uh, I want to invite Brian because Brian, Brian and I have, Brian and I met like six years ago uh, where he was actually doing the tech, the tech due diligence for the cap center, the company I founded, and he was at HomeAway at that time. And what I learned early on is that uh, HomeAway, right? HomeAway is VRBO now, right? They, uh, they're, they're vacation rental, just like an Airbnb. Uh, well, their business model has been always about acquiring other vacation rental companies. So that means that kind of within their DNA, uh, they were a data integration company. And during uh, Brian's tenure, uh, they acquired, I think, like 30 different companies. So they literally integrated 30 different systems in like a, in, in 10 years. So if there's somebody who really knows the pains about data integration of, is Brian. And I think Brian actually, I mean, that's why he really wanted to go build something like data.world. So I'm excited just to go have that, have that chat with Brian. And he can really tell stories from the trenches and and I think that's just, that, that's what we're going to do. So next week, uh, Brian will be joining us, and we're just going to go uh, talk about horror stories. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> the nightmares from the data realm. Exactly. Uh, yeah, so that'll be great. Hope you all will join us for that as well. Um, you know, in general, if you have ideas for things you'd like to hear us chat about, you know, whether it's looking at our software, or whether it's talking about the data space, talking about um, you know, having some guests on and having them talk about what they're doing. Um, you know, we're looking to, to have some good sort of, uh, you know, recurring programming for y'all. So um, with that, you know, please, uh, please join us at the, the happy hour link that we just posted in the chat and, uh, and let's, let's network. Let's chat some more. All right. Thanks everybody. Talk All to right. you soon. Bye. Cheers.